the trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Our bestsellers, all they're hyped up to be. The Terrible Book Club explores whether or not you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. If you've ever seen a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Hello and welcome to episode 102 of the Terrible Book Club. I'm Chris and this is Paris. Hello. Uh, this time we read Ravaged by the Troll King by Whitney Fox. This was a request from our friend Liz. I think this was miscategorized on Amazon for a while and kept showing up in searches for cat tents. Perhaps that's how she found it. <laughs> that's my guess. In any case, it's a 14-page quick-fire, non-consensual sex fantasy wank read. I feel like trying to explain it any further than that is giving it too much credit. Yeah, Chris isn't wrong about that. Well, Happy New Year, listeners. This is the first episode of Season yep. 6 of The Terrible Book Club. And we're only doing 14 pages. That's the We're going to expand <laughs> slowly as the year goes out from here, but starting with 14 only. <gasps> If, uh, if this is your first time listening to The Terrible Book Club, what we do here on this show is we read books that we assume will be bad, and we make this assumption based on their cover, title, summary, or some combination of those three. Uh, but sometimes, like today, we will also read books that our patrons, listeners, or friends recommend. Um, in general, though, we do the opposite of what most people do when you're looking for something to read in a bookstore or if you're browsing on the internet. Um, and usually this experiment results in a disappointing read, but once in a while we end up liking the book. Um, today, aside from our usual barnyard language, uh, we've got graphic sex descriptions and, unfortunately, the return of sexual assault. So uh, sorry, sorry, I folks. Mean, we, had nice, we, had a, we had a nice, we had a nice break. We had a nice break yeah. there. Uh, we picked this one for the start of the year, maybe because it was fourteen pages, and that helps it with you know fit into our marathon recording session that we're doing the week of Thanksgiving here. <laughs> yes, but oh, you revealed you revealed the secret. I uh, said it last time. It's not past. a <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't scary because it's already Who happened. Who knows what happens in December? Oh, uh, Chris. When the aliens come. <laughs> I mean, we've already found the aliens. They're in the desert in that monolith. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, I wonder if while you're listening to this, they've already taken there's they've already taken over. Maybe in January you know, I welcome I welcome the uh, desert monolith overlords. Anyway, uh the summary the summary for Ravaged by the Troll King by Whitney Fox is thus. Emia, a beautiful half-breed princess in the kingdom of Fallon, has become a bargaining chip between her father and his enemies. Only one thing will stop the impending violent attacks by the trolls. The Troll King wants one night alone with the princess. This is a 3,500-word hardcore erotic novel. It includes rough sex, choking, anal sex, oral, cream pies, and more. 18 plus only. I don't even think it had more, Paris. I don't think it had more either. I think that more was the lie. <laughs> I, think that, uh, I think that was everything. All right, uh, Chris. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you start because you were 
you're pretty fired up about this. So go ahead. All right. Well, I mean, you pretty much covered most of the characters that appear in this book. There's Emia, the protagonist of all 14 pages. There is the <laughs> king, just her dad. The I, I don't even think he gets a name. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know, I there wasn't much check. in this book, but I... Yeah, That's the good no, thing. I, I can just check. I didn't bother to try to remember if he had a name, because guess what? It wasn't important. Uh, one person that is named is Hode, Emmy's servant friend who wants to be a blacksmith. That's the little crumb of backstory that you're no, going no, to no. get served There's at any fa- there's more, but continue. I'll talk about my point in a, in a few. Go ahead. Um, there is just the Troll King unnamed, and then Emia's off-screen brothers who are there and make fun of her or something and have orgies in their rooms, but that's it. That's the that's the only other piece of backstory that I found in this book. Um, and I, I guess I'll do our summary, because like we've started doing here, we wanted to make sure, you know, you guys weren't lost as you were listening to us have, you know, lengthy discussions about books trying to figure out, oh, what happens in, in this story? Yeah, what you know, the fuck are they talking context. about? Yeah. So, all right, here's your context, guys. You ready? <laughs> Emia is given to the Troll King so he won't attack the kingdom. There is a sex scene. Then he throws her over the fucking castle walls. The end. <laughs> <laughs> That's then, the things oh, that happen. She, she then recovers from her sex injuries. I think that's it. That's the final thing that happens. Oh, yeah. They mentioned sure. it briefly. It might have been be the being thrown over the castle walls part, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cartoonishly. I don't know who could read this and get off to it. I really don't. Um, yeah, Chris, Chris, you should just go. You should just. Uh, it, you're in charge here. I'm the only one that wrote the notes because I encourage you not to bother because. <laughs> Oh, you read it a week and a half ago? Cool. I'm going to take care of the whole episode, Doc. And I was like, no, I have to put notes. He was like, no, you no, you don't. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, I don't want you guys to feel as if you're being slighted for your first episode of the year here, of the of the new season here. Um, there, I, But I'll be frank, there really ain't much here, y'all. <laughs> yes. Oh, it, it, you know, I... I did want to get into a certain aspect of this here. It, the major point of discussion is like, you know, what I think there's actually several us. things to discuss, oh, but go oh, ahead. Good. I don't think either of us are much, you know, in the market to, for like erotic pieces of work here. I the way the back of this book called this novel is, you know, ambitious, I would say. It is a pamphlet at best. It is a short essay. Yeah, <laughs> it is a short. It's like an essay you get assigned in creative sex writing, and they're like, "All right, this is tonight's assignment. You need something by tomorrow for class." Yeah, I'm not kidding. That's also like the skill at which this reads too. Like in sure, terms of writing, yeah. and, and like I guess that's one of the first things I want to get into here because uh, neither of us, uh, I was going to say, is in the market for this kind of stuff. So I don't know if it's better or worse to like just kind of get to the like i guess if you got your pants already off and you're like just looking to get to the fun bits here you don't want to spend like a hundred pages i mean i'll agree with that backstory yeah like i i will i'm gonna agree with that very very isolated point that if you're looking to read an erotic book to get yourself off sure you should get to the point and not waste a lot of time like I mean, I because I I can't imagine, for example, when we read um the butt pussy book. God fucking damn it! What was it Late called? Late bloomer. 
We read Late Bloomer, which was 440 pages or something. Around Four, there. You know, I mean, that's a lot of pages to read to jerk off, right? Or, or to get yourself off or what have you. I mean, 14 pages seems a reasonable time to spend on reading some jerk off material. But that is a very isolated point um, <laughs> yeah. because there are a lot of other things wrong with this. Um, my, my, obviously the biggest issue here is that it's a, it's a rape fantasy and nope, that just, nope, 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 Uh, nope. I I mean, the problem is it's not even a fantasy. It's not, it's not someone acting out their fantasy. It is someone being raped in war (laughs) and it's also written totally cartoonishly and with no empathy for the main character. It's just... It's disgusting. Wanna... It's a disgusting yeah. way to tackle this kind of thing. Even if you are, oh God, I don't know how. I have trouble imagining how y- someone could be into rape fantasy stuff. I, I like, you know, I, I, Chris, I think you pointed out, like, we don't want to yuck anyone's yum too hard, but this, again, this isn't even, this isn't like, oh, someone's fantasy in a book and they're describing something they'd want. This is, just someone being raped. This, is, this isn't like, and it's just, That's it's really written, all it is. It's written about so flippantly. There's no nuance. You don't even get much on the internal dialogue of the woman here. Um, I'm sorry, internal dialogue. I'm an internal monologue. I mean, she, she doesn't seem to be all that broken up about it. I guess, you know, if, <laughs> Again, this isn't my area at all, so maybe this yeah. is not what the people looking for this want, but I it this stuff just squicks me out and I if you're going to go in this direction, I guess I would at least want a part where the female protagonist here was like, "Well, actually, Troking's kind of hot." Yeah, I mean, that would go the, the way of the bodice ripper, right? The classic kind yeah. of mi- medievalish or pirate or Gaelic whatever, all those different flavors of like hunky protagonist that the character really doesn't want to have sex with, but then when he pushes her, it's the best sex of her life. I hate that for a lot of reasons, and I think that sure. shit sucks. But, it, but at least that. At least there's... Duh, at least there's Agency. something. And again, this is this is a... A choice is made. It still sends all the wrong messages. I think that shit's also garbage, but like... I just don't... And the, and again, the, like to just to be really clear about why I have a problem with uh, rape or or excuse me, non con, non consensual fantasy, which is just a fucking oh, just a a, a shitty a shit covered veil to put over rape, and I hate that too. Like just trying to, you can't just sit here and say oh, anyway. I can't believe people are trying to sanitize rape. That's the thing that really fucking gets me about this shit, but. I don't understand. Like, I, mm, it's not that I can't conceive of a person who enjoys a power fantasy, because of course I can, you know? But a fantasy where it's not only a power fantasy, it's brutally violent, and the other person really doesn't want it, and that's why you're interested, you're making a choice to consume that content, right? Um, yeah. And what does that say? I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you're consuming that, 
that literature or media, you're not actually doing that to people. Maybe if you're, you are consuming that, you're more likely to. I'm not a fucking psychologist. I just think that I, I don't think there's. You need to have a little bit more of a careful touch than yeah, yeah. spitting out a 14-page quickie like this one. Yeah, like if you're going to get into these like, feti- you know, these like deep fetishistic urges that people have and enjoy, again, consensually, because even, even when people have rape fantasies, everyone involved is still consenting to it. The, the, the non-consent is, is, a, is a ruse. It's, an, it's acting. It's not real. Um, and I know that this is a really silly, badly written 14-page yeah. story, and we're getting really serious here, but I hate that this kind of thing is so ubiquitous. Like I said, even with bodice rippers, you know, which is, you know, just what those, like, uh, what, what, what's that fucking show you watch with your girlfriend, Chris? outlander it's like that kind of shit i mean it just you, you, at least there's at least you're trying to build a story and it's not just like hey look at this I mean, absurd this, thing this kind of segues into my only other point i have about this thing which is you know this is a product that we spent money on that this person is selling. Yeah, and it doesn't need to exist. There's already so much of... There's already so many things like this. What is okay, this adding to the world? Let's take a devil's advocate stance just for a minute here and say, like, okay, this person spent some time writing this thing, put it out into a public space. Define time. That's what I mean. Like, 30 should, minutes. They be allowed, should they be allowed to charge for their work even if it's not that much work? There's plenty of free, you know, erotic short story sites out there that have, I'm sure, similar stuff out there. Um, but, you know, you live in a capitalist society. Your time is money. You, you, you know, you know people are into this because assumedly people are buying it, judging by the, you know, the fact that this is an author that has continued to put stuff out and is still putting stuff out. Someone must be encouraging her to continue doing so. I mean, I guess if you're only writing 14 pages at a time, it could totally be a side hobby. Oh, Lord. I, I Basically, the point I'm getting to here is what is the line for... Let's just, you know, let's not argue about, oh, should you write this kind of thing to begin with? Let's just get... How about... At what point do you start charging people for it? What, yeah. Where is it, like... Yeah, because, like, I can Conscionable see, to do so. Right. Like, I can see writing this just to get it out of your system, right? You know, I mean, we talk about that all the time. Making art for yourself, no matter how terrible has a lot of benefits. Maybe Whitney Fox just she just got to work through some stuff right now. You know, like and that's fine. But do you need to but should you then take that and market it to other people for 2.99? No? Like like I don't think this is this should not be 2.99. This shouldn't cost anything. I I don't Yeah, this should be like a free thing you can stumble upon on like a sexy story website. That, you know, I you know, do she could workshop into something later. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, like this this could have been a free chapter of a full work. That would have been fine as like a teaser, you know, to get you into her stuff. I will say though, uh it says Whitney Fox is a recent graduate of the UCLA Law UCLA School of Theater, Film and Television. So, she got bills to pay, Chris. You know? Yeah. And if it's and if she has to write Troll rape erotica. That's just the fucking capitalist shithole we live in, right? That's what I mean. Like, is that acceptable <laughs> then? Because, like, you know, she's got to pay these student loan bills somehow, and some weirdo spent 
four dollars before on her twenty page you yeah. know, novel over here. Let, you know what? Actually, I would like to take this opportunity to read some of the other titles that. Um, Do you think she's uh, the, real or is she fake? It's it's definitely a pen name. It's most definitely no, a no, name. no. I'm saying, but do you think she's AI generated? Like, do you think she's not a real person? Like, they generated her image and just came up with a short backstory, and this is just yeah, no. Cool. That's I, that's probably a pen name, and like the backstory is made up as well. Maybe, um, but I would like to read some of the other titles available from Whitney Fox. Sure, it's quite the menagerie, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Punished by the school mascot. Oh, that's weird. All right. I, I guess people have school fantasies. That's weird. You ever wanted to Furry fuck the UMass fantasies. Boston Beacon? <laughs> <laughs> the lighthouse? I mean, it's very phallic. In its defense, <laughs> it is the most phallic school mascot I've ever seen. Thanks, UMass Boston. Okay. We love you. Then then we've got <laughs> Taken by Aliens. Taken by Tentacles. Okay, maybe, really maybe you abducted by aliens. Maybe she was like, oh, abducted's a little too... Maybe like... Aliens absconded with me would have been fine. You know, don't Taken reuse. Taken by a woolly mammoth. Ooh, robot. Ravished by Sorry. a sphinx. Oh, ravished by a sphinx. That's a new one. How about uh, robot soldier forced me? That's just weird. Um, Yeti's first virgin. <laughs> Taken by a unicorn. Captured by T-Rex. Not eight, just captured by T-Rex. Mm. Saber-toothed tiger nailed me. <laughs> Maybe I mean more. He was probably more likely of yeah. toothed you. Yeah. Mm. Taken by an orc, which really just seems like you're hitting the same, you know, yeah, stuff over same. here. Just like different tooth distribution on the mouth. Right. right? <laughs> Pegasus pleasure. Oh. Oh. Wrecked that's... by Spinosaurus. Oh fuck yeah! I'm just realizing some of these are bestiality in addition to. Oh, yeah. oh god. And finally, taken by dinosaurs, three book collection, volume two. I don't have a volume one. Oh man, three books. What is that? Fifty pages? Fuck. <laughs> I know. Wow. Um. So I wonder though, like, is is this a, a Chuck Tingle situation? I guess is the question I'm getting at. Yeah, most definitely. Is this it's like someone, a worse Chuck Tingle. Yeah, is this someone who's like, you know, Whitney Fox is not even real. Her image is AI generated. You know, they have we have those like people generators now. This person um, does not exist.com. Check it out. Yeah, I think that this maybe it's that and they're just like oh i'm gonna be like chuck tingle and get really famous but it's not funny it's not funny like chuck tingle stuff is obviously absurd and supposed to be funny this is this is the the area this is like joke there's one joke paris it's when he throws her over the castle walls like a cartoon that's the funny part chuck tingle Uh, buy my chuck tingle ripoff uh, i'm buck bingle Please purchase. Yeah, I just is... so. Anyway, if I guess my point is that capitalism has gotten so bad that it's forcing people to write troll rape fantasies to pay their bills. Right, that's really the issue. That's the, here. the true evil um, in all of this. Oh man. Um, you know, to fix it, I mean, I think I think we've talked, like, it just... We're already there, guys. Yeah, it needs... So, my biggest point is that there is actually a cool nugget of lore in this that could have been used to build a really good book on. And, and it's a bummer that Miss Fox, or the entity known as Miss Whitney Fox, did not do that. And, and it's thus. Emia explains that she is a bastard daughter, 
only allowed to live in the castle because her mother is a witch who put a curse on the king. She is a half-breed, so she's half-witch and half-human. Not, I think when you read half-breed, you think she's half-troll, half-human, just because it doesn't specify. But she's half-witch, half-human. His dad raped her mom, um, left her pregnant, and just abandoned her. And he, like, had sex with her for one night. Or I'm, so, I'm sorry, he raped her one night and then abandoned her, and she was pregnant. That is what happened. Um, and then a year later, the witch mom shows up with the baby and said... Fuck you. You're going to take this kid and you're going to get cursed. I'm out. And so, like, the father, you know, obviously her king father, who's just raping women and leaving them, sucks. And he wanted to kill Emia. But the curse that was placed upon him was that if he hurt Emia in any way, his firstborn son would die. So, there's this very complicated, shitty familial situation where. Emia is sort of an outcast and pitched against her brothers and her dad doesn't want her around, but he can't kill her because of this curse. And it's actually quite a good idea, I think, if you want to write like a Game of Thronesian sort of political intrigue medieval fantasy. Um, And then, you know, she's she has this servant friend who wants to help her escape and they have this garden that they hide out in and and he tries to help her. I mean, I could totally see this be that part being fleshed out as a real book that could have a good story. Like what if Emia, so what if Emia does get sold off to the troll King, but instead of, you know, instead of reading a rape scene, it focuses on like the trauma and how it changes her. And she seeks her witch mother. And then they fucking team up against shit dad and, and take over. Like it could just be such a cool story there. Bizarrely, there are bones of a really, of something that could be really interesting and good. But it's it's just tossed in there like so much, I don't know, awful and just not, ugh, it kills me. Because I can imagine a great story coming from some of this. No. So that's that's the best stop. No, that's the biggest thing. You just want to get to the part where it says, and the troll's penis was very large. Well, I guess we should have, oh God, I, I sh- we should just read the sex part, right? Oh, part of the sex all right. part. Well, everyone, you know, get your freaking ears ready. I just, <laughs> I just want to know. I just want people to know how bad it is. I won't read more than a couple of sentences. Um, Ow, my freaking ears. I sat on the floor looking back up, looking back up him. This is this will also be a demonstration and how this was not proofread at all, despite being 14 pages. No editing. Just anyway, I sat on the floor looking back up him as he took a strong stance above me. With a swift tug, his loincloth flew off and he tossed it to the side of the tent, exposing his enormous cock that hung below that hung almost to his knees. I was in shock. I had never seen a dick before in my life, and this was way bigger than I thought they were. That's just bizarre. Uh, he stepped closer to me, his cock swinging back and forth with each step. He grabbed it and began stroking it back and forth while looking down at me and slowly walking closer and closer. I tried to push myself backwards, but there was no more room, and the Troll King reached down, grabbing a fistful of my hair. He pulled my head towards him, forcing his cock into my mouth, pushing it deep into my throat, etc. It's it's not even well-written erotica. It's, it's just like dick going mouth, dick going yeah, yeah. mouth, <laughs> and then the dick, the dick big. Like, okay? <laughs> yeah. That's that's really all there is to it is hey he's got a big peepee and he tries to put it in there 
in a couple different ways. The end. Um. There's there's nothing. <laughs> what other droplets could we possibly wring out of this gross rag, Paris? Oh. <laughs> this shitty cum rag of a novel that we found <laughs> cast into the cat tent corner of Amazon <laughs> that someone left there. Oh, Who wow. left this here? Jesus Christ, I was looking for cat tents. <laughs> Timmy, who's responsible for the SEO on the cat tent products? <laughs> Jesus Christ, got a problem. <laughs> Oh. Anyway. I, not, I mean, yeah, I guess the way you fix it is just by fleshing out that one segment that you talked about. Paris, is turning it into not what it is. Is taking the yeah. good ideas and turning it into a totally different real novel um, and not having it be a weird rape fantasy. Like, there is a way that... I don't want this to come off as, as crude or insensitive, but I think... I think that you can talk about sexual assault in in books or or depict or you know in whatever and have it and focus on like how it actually makes people feel and how fucked up it can be and how it changes a person like you can do that um without it just being a jerk off book or or like insensitive you know or crude i but just use those same words but whatever you, you get what i'm trying to say there's there's way too much of it already i don't think we need any more of it i'm just saying like it's possible yeah, that, i just don't see that's the point of it i think this no. is like i'm horny right now i got three dollars that i really don't care about and i really so. just need to but the, so the thing that kills me about this is like there's free porn all over the internet Right? Like, am I just lied to about this? No, there's free porn everywhere. No, yeah, not... there is. Although, you know, if you frequent certain things, you should probably pay for the content. That you're using. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's true. That's what ads are for on those sites, too. So, like, turn your ad blocker off, maybe. That's why you're in incognito mode or something. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, I just wonder, like, who's thinking, let's spend $3 on 14 pages of troll rape? Like, really bad version of it, too. Yeah, I think I think people I don't know. I don't know what to think. This doesn't need to exist. I'm just going to say this is something yeah. that doesn't need to exist uh for a variety of reasons. We yep. don't need to encourage rape fantasies. We don't need 14 pages of a crappy essay that's unedited being toted as a book and having people buy it for 2.99. Um just so much of this just doesn't need to exist. And again, like the author had this good idea and then just fucking stepped on it instead of using it to write something good. Well, bummer. That's all there is to this book. Paris. Yeah, that's it. That's Ravaged by the Troll King. Okay. So, so guess what? Uh, Special yeah, treat we gotta, for... we got to fill in a little bit of space here. You know, half an hour episodes are just a little bit too short for this podcast. So I went and dug up um, an old favorite of ours. I don't know if the listeners are into this as much as we are, Paris. But oh, they are. Oh, while, they're into it. They're into it. Um, we like to play uh, a game. I haven't really named it because I don't think it, you know, whatever. It's the fake book title game, Paris. I've created an assortment of books in categories. Five oh, rounds. Oh, yes. I got to guess the book. Guess which one is, guess which, guess which book is real. We didn't. 
Oh, yeah, we didn't title this game. No, nope, um, it's just the fake book title game. To me. All right. Generically this is named. so fun. I am terrible at this, so this is exciting because it'll be okay, fun for listeners. So this is five rounds. There are five categories. Okay. Um, five books in each category. Okay. One of them is a title and author that I made up. I would like to thank my partner, Rebecca, for her help in organizing some of these ideas Woo! and giving me... A, both a test run, and B, some books from her actual bookshelf that belong in certain categories here. Oh, that's fun. Thanks, Rebecca. Woo. Now, um, as an extra wrinkle here, I've added a second layer here. Not not a huge one, but it's something. The fake book amongst the five will segue somewhat thematically into the category of the next round, essentially. It's not always going to be a direct thing, but like just vaguely it will hmm. point towards... The category of things that we will be discussing in the round after. All right, all right. You're fucking starting start me off in season six with a bang here. I got to really work uh-huh. for my laughs. Okay. Um, I would like to report that Rebecca played this game with me and only got one out of five, despite one of the categories being made up of three books that were on her bookshelf. <laughs> Wow, you're really... good about this one. Feeling good Chris, about this one. It's like you've become the arch nemesis of the page master. Yes. The anti-page master. Tis I. Chris. Okay, are you ready, Paris? <laughs> uh, actually, I need to get more comfortable. Okay, yeah, you're really going to want to dig in for this. Yeah, I got to really <laughs> get my feet up, get you're all getting situated. Ready sounds. Yeah, it's <laughs> my getting ready sound. Um, okay, all right, category one. All right, round one is lesbian fiction. This okay. was originally lesbian pulp fiction, but I didn't want to, you know, quibble too much about what the word pulp means, so I just expanded it into general lesbian fiction here. Okay. Um, now, I have not prepared any, like, sort of, you know, read the summaries here, so you're just going by title and author here. Oh, okay. There are some categories in which I will explain sort of what's going on behind here, but for this one, it's just title and author here. Lesbian fiction, okay. Lesbian fiction. Your choices are... Odd Girl Out by Anne Bannon. Okay. Take a Lesbian to Lunch by Jerry, Mary Jane Meeker. Okay. No Adam for Eve by Marion Zimmer under the pen name John Dexter. Venus Libertia by Sarah Weaver. And Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit by Jeanette Winterson. <laughs> now, you may ask me to repeat any of these at any point. <laughs> And I would like your reasoning for why you chose a certain uh, book as the fake one. Okay. Last it doesn't have about... to be strong reasoning. Last one's about fruit. There's one about lunch. Uh, there's an Adam and Eve one. There's an odd girl out. There's a... Yeah, could you repeat those to me, but backwards? Like in reverse order, I should say. Oranges are not the only fruit. By Jeanette Winterson. Venus Libertia by Sarah Weaver. No Adam for Eve by Marion Zimmer under the pen name John Dexter. Take a Lesbian to Lunch by Mary Jane Meeker. And Odd Girl Out by Anne Bannon. Gotta say it's the No Adam for Eve or whatever. Okay, what is your reasoning? Well, I was trying to think of what would connect to the next 
genre and i was thinking maybe the next one's religious books because there were two food related ones and i was like oh there's two food related ones though so i don't know um it was also pretty clever not really clever but i was like oh that's kind of funny and i was like oh is that like lesbian fiction mom joke funny or is that just like crispy and funny and trying to replicate that it's hard but that's that's my decision so you're going with no adam for eve by marion zimmer yes Okay, you are incorrect, yeah. but I am giving you half credit on this one because the fake one was Venus Libertia by Sarah Weaver. Really? Um, wow. And so um, I chose that one because it has a gods and gods theme. And indeed, the next category is religion-based somewhat. So you do get half credit for sensing the category of the next <laughs> round. <laughs> wow. Wait, what, is, what about Venus Libertia was godlike? Venus is the Roman god, goddess. Oh, sure. But I was thinking like vagina, free vaginas. That I mean, that was the second layer. Oh, uh, okay, okay, on, you know, okay. Because I was trying to think of a good title that would make sense. But All right. Well, I appreciate the half deity based. I appreciate the half credit for accidental intuition. Okay. So here's round two. And I'm going to pre- preface the title of round two. The title is the actual name of the genre that I saw on Amazon. This okay. is the real heading slash tag that you can search under. Round two is Christian spiritual warfare. (laughs) What? Yes. What does that mean? What is happening? I'm sure you'll get the idea by the time I'm done reading all these. And by the way, all of these have a colon subtitle thing happening here. Pretty much. This is just a universal thing in this genre, I suppose. Okay, uh, here are your five choices. Some of these are quite lengthy. Oh, God, okay. Tipping Point, colon, The End is Here by Jimmy Evans. God's Chaos Code, colon, The Shocking Blueprint That Reveals Five Keys to the Destiny of Nations, parentheses, The Chaos Series. All right, hang on, hang, hang on a second. Can you, the first one is Tipping Point, colon, The End is Here? Yes. Okay, the second one, could you reread that? God's Chaos Code, colon, the shocking blueprint that reveals five keys to the destiny of nations. Parentheses, the Chaos series uh, by Lance Walno. Okay. I'm writing these down because sometimes it's easier for me to process them. Okay. The shocking are you, are you blueprint that reveals five, five keys, keys to the to destiny the of nations. Of na- to the destiny, singular. Yes. Yes. Of, of nations. nations, plural. <laughs> the chaos series the chaos series and god's By lance walno okay okay i'm good i got that one down that only took 10 minutes continue okay third book is prayers that route demons colon <laughs> prayers for defeating demons and overthrowing the powers of darkness by john eckert uh uh okay Okay, are you ready okay, for number four? I am. <laughs> Praying things into existence, colon, how to pray things into existence. <laughs> Parentheses. Hang on. Go ahead. Parentheses, Uncommon Results, book three, <laughs> by Francis Jonah. <laughs> if that's real, we have to read it. <laughs> I told you, Paris, that I was going to be finding things that you're going to demand to be put on the schedule this year fuck yes and finally 
Modern Paladin, colon, Rules for the Modern Spiritual Soldier by uh, David Porter. Uh, fuck. This there is... There you go. There's your tableau, this, Paris. This is incredible. <laughs> I did good work on this one, I feel. You really did. I can't decide if it's the first one because it's a simple... It's simple or if it's one of the ones that are just ridiculous. All right. I'm going to say that it's prayers that route demons, prayers for defeating demons and overthrowing the powers of darkness. What is your reasoning? Um, I mean, it's got the it's got the colon excessive title going on. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really. Sometimes just gut is a reason. Like, I just yeah, need to know I, that it's I gut. don't know. Sure. Let's just go with that one. Okay, you are incorrect. That is a real book, as is everything except Modern Paladin, Rules for Modern Spiritual Soldier by David Porter. Oh, I totally thought that one was real. That is a fake book made up in my mind's eye. Okay, well, we are going to read one of those for (laughs) sure. Okay, now this segues into my next category, which is a style of book that we have not touched at all, and I figure should be part at some point of the TBC schedule. Here. I mean, Christian spiritual warfare is something we also got to. Sure. And the do. theme here, I'm, I don't know if you can detect this from the, the way the last, the fake book was titled here, is round three, ridiculous RPGs. Oh. So these are tabletop role-playing game books of various kinds. And I will let you know what kind of RPG that it is. After, okay. You know, That's I tell cool. you the title here. This so is a great, a this, bit is, of this is a good, good, good category. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Your first book in Ridiculous RPGs is National Role-Playing Game by Cameron Brow. This is a politics-based RPG. Um, I'm sorry. National Role-Playing Game? Yes. Who fucking titled this? Al Gore? Like, God. Yes, it's... Uh, Sorry. Continue. It is a politics RPG where you legislate stuff and you you do politics stuff. It seems, you know, mostly American, I would say. Um, um, your next one is... Hey, hang on. I just want to say I love Al Gore, but he's a very plain <laughs> man. And I'm sorry, Al Gore. I love you. It was just an easy joke. And I'm a bad, bad podcaster, bad comedian for taking it. Jeez. Reason <laughs> ravaged by the bad. troll king and all of a sudden you're into some sadomasochism. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So all National right. Role-Playing Game is your first one. Your okay. second one... Is basic fantasy role playing game third edition by Chris Donnerman. This hang is like on, store on. brand D and D. Basic fantasy role playing game. Game. Third edition. Third edition. Okay. By Chris Donnerman. This is the third edition of the extremely basic fantasy role playing game that is even named as such. This is it like is the very... the game you find at like Ocean State Job Lot or yeah. Family Dollar. This is this is nice brand. Nice uh, D&D. brand. Nice fantasy role-playing <laughs> game. Okay. Third up, you have Made, as an M-A-I-D, the role-playing game by Ryo Kamiya. It's an anime parody Aww. RPG based around being a fetishized anime maid. It is explicitly comedic and designed to make fun of anime. Okay. Then you have... Order Up, a restaurant role-playing game by Steve Eichmann. This is a sort of like you role-play as various restaurant and food service roles RPG. Who would ever want to role-play 
working in food service. That's some fucking sadomasochism right there. And finally, Neverland, a fantasy role-playing setting by Andrew Kolb. This is a Peter Pan RPG. Okay, I could see... Order up. That's the one that's fake. What's your reasoning? I, I just hope that no one would be insane enough to think that pretending to work in food service is fun for anyone. Paris, you are correct. You have found the oh, fake book. Oh, fuck me. Thank God. Oh, I was so concerned that someone actually made that. God. Um, we definitely have to do some kind of tabletop RPG book this season, I think. Though, oh, we just should. Just for like, a change of pace. Honestly, I want to really want to see what's up with basic fantasy role-playing game, <laughs> store brand S, or national <laughs> role-playing game. Yeah, that that's interesting. Um, the 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 Japanese made one that like makes fun of anime tropes sounds like a funny, you know. I wouldn't want to do it, but I'm glad someone's making fun of that because it should be because it's it's a little okay. fucked up anyway. So now we are segueing into the fourth round here. So uh, it was vaguely food themed. So round four is kitchen based philosophy or musings. What? Okay. So um, Wait, some of kitchen... these books. Kitchen-based philosophy or, or musings. musings. Okay. This was a category of which three of these books were on my partner's bookshelf. So <laughs> I got a lot of That's work from that. That's weird. Okay. So um, we have Consider the Oyster by M.F.K. Fisher. Okay. We have Kitchen Table Wisdom by Rachel Naomi Remen. Okay. Then we have I Made This, A Cook's Perspective by Bethany Partlow. And we have A Homemade Life, Stories and Recipes from My Kitchen Table by Molly Weisenberg. And finally, First We Eat, Food, Life, and More Stories by Michelle Sabat. Mm. It's a little tough. bit less gut-bustery, but I yeah, think it's this... a little harder to pick out. It is, it. yeah, this is really hard. Um... I will give you bonus points if you can tell me not only the fake book, but which three were on Rebecca's bookshelf. Oh, God. Okay. I think Kitchen Table Wisdom is fake. Um, okay. What's your, what's your reasoning? The author name. It sounds kind of like Rebecca and Ramen, so it made me think that you made it up. Okay. Um, can you please tell me which books are on her bookshelf? Consider the Oyster. Mm -hmm. First okay. We Eat. Mm -hmm. And I made this. Okay. Paris, you are incorrect. The fake book is I Made This, A Cook's Perspective really? by Bethany Hartlow. Okay, okay. The three books on Rebecca's bookshelf are Consider the Oyster, Kitchen Table Wisdom, and A Homemade Life. Oh, okay. I was, I was pretty wrong about all of that. All right. Fuck me. It's a tough category. Ugh. But this segues into my final round here. Round five, Badly Titled Memoirs. <laughs> you know... I was going to no, we have done. Okay. We've done All memoirs. Right. Yeah. Um, I will give you um, the title, the author, and what this is a memoir of, like, from the perspective of what kind of person. Yeah, that's the, thank you. That's a good idea. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, uh, sorry. Poorly, poorly titled. Badly titled memoirs. Memoirs. Okay. Okay. Your first book is The Day I Gave Jesus a Bologna Sandwich by James Budge. <laughs> Which is the sort of the chronicling of a born-again black man in America. 
Uh, the I'm sorry. The day I gave Jesus a bologna sandwich. Yes, by James That's... Bunch. Okay. Next up is It's What I Do by Lindsay Adario. Okay. Who is, is a Adario war do? photographer. A what? She is a war photographer. A war photographer. Okay. Okay. And then you have Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. He is the founder of Nike. Oh, okay. And then you have Froggin' It by Danny Madner, who is a New Orleans musician. Okay. And finally, The Ground Kisser by Than Duong Boyer and Lisa Worthy Smith. This is the chronicling of a, the daughter of a formerly wealthy Vietnamese family. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I think that one is definitely real. I think. What's your reasoning there? Because <laughs> I wouldn't bother to come up with a Vietnamese name. No, I, well, yeah, but also just the ground <laughs> kisser sound. I actually don't think that's a bad. That's a poorly titled memoir. I think it's. A, I it did have sounds... to do quite a bit of digging to like fill out this category. Yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like. Not to stereotype, but it it does sound like a like a a phrase that one would say in another country, you know, I can't imagine it being an American saying, but if you told me it was Russian or Korean or Vietnamese, I'd be like, yeah, man, that sounds right. The ground kisser. I don't know. Um, that sounds real to me. I want the day I gave Jesus a bologna sandwich to be real just cause it's, I don't know. I think it's like, it's kind of a compelling title. I think yeah, I maybe should have said badly titled and more just like weirdly titled. Yeah, weirdly titled. Um, frog in it. I don't know what frogging has. Frogs have to do with being a musician. Swamp, Swamp stuff. He's New oh, Orleans. New Orleans, right? Shoe dog. That's just unfortunate. Um, it's what I do. Seems like a strangely underwhelming title for a war photographer. I don't know. That one strikes me as really weird. I could see you making up any of them, though. That's the unfortunate part. My face is stone. <laughs> you will not get any clues. Uh, I'm going to go with it's what I do. Okay. You are incorrect. Of course. I'm. The fake book is Froggin' It by Danny Madner. <sighs> okay. Oh. Harris, you are one for five. The same score as Rebecca when she did this one. Yeah, this is a tough one. She immediately picked out the lesbian fiction one because Odd Girl Out was actually also on her bookshelf. Yeah, that one I feel like I had heard of before. So I was like, that one and the... Uh... Anne Bannon is a very well-respected lesbian pulp author. Oh, and the, the Take 50s. a Lesbian to Lunch. I've I've seen that book before, like somewhere in a store. Mm-hmm. So I knew those were real. All right. Harris? Well... I Congratulations suck this. on getting through another fake book title game. Ugh. If you want more of the, these games happening, go ahead and send me category ideas and along with a couple titles to get me started in a particular you know genre or style of something, just something weird to, to sort of dig into. Um, and then you'll probably see more repeats of this in shorter episodes. But for now, um, congratulations, I mean, yeah, Paris, we... on getting one for five. Yeah, wow, I'm... Man, season six is off to a bad start. <laughs> Not I mean, really. I'm usually really bad at the um, 
Power Rangers Monster or Weed Strain game. Mm-hmm. I can at least usually get a couple of the book fake book titles right, but man, today was rough. I'll have to bring back Power Rangers Monster or Weed Game, but I have to find like another database of weed strains to pick from, and maybe like the the amount of silly Power Rangers monster names is growing ever smaller. I, I would say because there's, there's only so many we got. I mean, I'm not gonna remember. They're hard. <laughs> They're so hard. I I couldn't. I can't imagine a harder game. It's it's impossible. Um, okay. we've also well, done. We've yeah, you can get me back game. with your version of this game where you write full summaries. Oh, yeah. My summaries, those are crafted with love. And I, I feel I love my summary, fake summary game. Um, I also really loved when I accidentally made up Not on Top, which you named, which was the uh, when Amazon's search engine optimization is fucked up and you get weird results. Like and, Ravaged um, by the Troll King. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh if I guess you have that, any that, other ideas for games or like things that fit into these things, go ahead and send, us, send them our way. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it for episode one of season six. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we will be re- Do we want to tell people we're reading? Eh, whatever. They can wait. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, They'll I mean, find we- out. Well, patrons out. now have a renewed opportunity. Yeah. Patrons. The book. Patrons. It's a new year. If you are in the grandfathered, uh, exacting editors, not the current exacting editors, but if you're in the grandfathered exacting editors category, or if you are one of our loathsome librarians or retired librarians, you have another full year to make us read a book. So please get your suggestions in early so that we can make sure our schedule makes sense. If all 18 patrons request, or not 18, if all, a couple of those people are lower. Anyway, if if we have all, I don't know, I think there's like maybe 12 people or more, maybe 15 eligible to force us to read a book. Um, that's going to take up, you know, over that's over half of our schedule for the year. So um, I think it's really fun when we read recommendations from patrons or if we dig out an old recommendation from a friend or a listener like today. Um, I, I feel like some for some reason, those are more fun to me than the ones we stumble yeah. upon. But I don't I know. Like I'm, I'm really, doing a good service. You know what, Chris? I'm really looking forward to Christian spiritual warfare, though. Like, true. That seems like we're going to have we're going to have a time. Can I add to the fact that the one that was called God's Chaos Code has a picture of Trump prominently featured on the front? Because obviously, oh, that's weird. Book oh. like the next book in the chaos series is God's Chaos Candidate. So, you know, you know, wow. Wow. All right. Yikes. Well, All right. I mean, this is a perfect opportunity actually to talk about how, I mean, we talked about this in episode 100, even though we're recording this before episode 100. I know we're going to be talking about the fact that um, we're looking to expand even further in 2021. We had a pretty good year in 2020, despite all the stuff that is was going on and probably is still going on in January. Yeah, we're so, guessing that the future is uh, about as bad as right now, yeah. you know. Okay. So um, we're just going to try to make... I have a goal that I, I'm also going to mention on episode 100 here. Um, of that, you know, we had roughly about 50K downloads this uh, in 2020. Oh, more uh, more than that. True, but I'm going to use that as the baseline and say that my dream is to double that this year and get to 100,000 downloads if possible, um, we're going to try to put in um, some work on that. I don't know. We're going to have to figure, refigure out our social media game. Maybe buy some Facebook ads. 
See how that goes. Yeah, let's not get too crazy. We don't have an yeah. ad budget yet, but, uh, yeah, but <laughs> maybe what, if we gain some is, more patrons. Yeah, this is segueing into, like, yay, start being louder about the show to some pals, maybe. Spread the word around a little. Help the dream come true. Well, Chris, you're, um... Your wish isn't real, though, because you didn't finish an entire bowl of ramen before you made your wish. That's true. I have to go get some DIY Yume Wokatare and bring it home yeah. and make it, and then I can make my wish. Remind us what Yume Wokatare means. Um, that is um, Share Your Dreams. It is the title or name of a, not a ramen restaurant, but a dream workshop in Cambridge. <laughs> yes, a dream workshop, and they their dreams work through you eating giant bowls of ramen. Uh, it's my Chris- ramen cult. It is Chris's ramen cult. He loves it. And um, I think it's pretty cool, though, that they tell you that if you finish your bowl, you're supposed to stand up and share your dream. So you don't have to. Well, you, you know, can. I actually I searched Yume Wokatari on YouTube the other day because I was curious and I got to that um, insider food video that I'm in, actually, at that <laughs> restaurant. Oh, yeah. um, and all the comments under it were fucking curmudgeons saying, like, I just want to eat my ramen in peace. Guess I'm not going there. You don't have to share, first of all. And second of all, fucking put headphones in. Like, if you don't want to be bothered, it's that simple. It's fine. Um, It's fine. You don't have to stop eating even when people are sharing their dreams. It's like you're not forced to. But don't. Come on. Lighten up. I know. I'm a massive introvert and I can still do it. Yeah. I mean, I can be a curmudgeon about things, but I feel like when you have the power to lessen your own curmudgeonness, for example, like just putting in earbuds. I don't need to be a curmudgeon about something. I have the power to change it. I'm a curmudgeon when I can't change it. That's when I get annoyed. But anyhow. Uh, anyway, yeah. Anyhow, yeah. Um, we've Last year was fucking excellent, and we're hoping that 2021 is even more excellent. Um, we hope, speaking of being excellent, we hope you are all still being excellent to uh, yourselves and to each other. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks for episode hey, 103. Thank fucking those patrons first. God. <laughs> oh yeah people that i just got can't saying, run out of here just yet paris we're really grateful for i just sometimes forget that i always do it all right well thank you uh you know for a change of pace let's read these backward thank you patrons in reverse this time thank you ctap1 luchek j again scott original j martin kieran elliot mayo cat jensina Bobby Blackcat, Yakub, Sinya, Lynn, D, Veronica, Will, Greg, and Dari. Thank you all for your just outstanding support of the show. Uh, we really appreciate you. And uh, we'll. We are truly blessed. Yeah, Terriblo has um, sprinkled blessings upon us this year, for sure. Uh, if you also want to help support the show, you can do what Chris said and just tell some people about it, share links, what have you. You can also become a patron if you're not already. Uh, you can subscribe and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or Goodreads, or you can send an email um, to terriblebookclub at gmail.com. You can also send us instant messages or direct messages on Instagram, Facebook, Goodreads, uh, I'm sure some other place that I'm forgetting. Twitter. We're on Twitter. Well... If you got nothing more to say about Troll King or fake books or thanking our patrons, Paris, I think that'll be it for now. Oh, um, yeah. Thanks to, thanks to Liz for recommending this like a year and a half ago. <laughs> finally. She still finally has it. ravaged by the Troll King at the front of her mind. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. All right. then, Paris, I'll see you for the rest of 2021. Bye, what Chris. adventures await us? <laughs>
Goodbye. Bye, Chris. Bye. <laughs>